Who knows what Christmas is all about? Well, I'm Greg Hall, and you've made it to the fifth episode of the Rethinking Advent series. It's been fun this week, diving into the story, looking at the scriptures a little more closely, and rethinking what we've come to understand to be the truth about this Advent story. We've looked at the family, we've looked at the timing, we've looked at the nativity scene, and we've even examined who the wise men may have been. In the next episode, I'll be sharing my version of the Christmas story. We'll take the details from the text and we'll add some of the things that we've been talking about this week. And I'll present a reading, possibly like nothing you've ever heard before. But before we do that, we're just going to take a little bit of time today and take a look at the gifts that the wise men brought. In the last episode, I suggested that these magi, these wise men, were likely coming from Persia, and they were probably descendants of wise men that would have been trained by the prophet Daniel out of the Old Testament. And it's from that book of Daniel that they would have had in their possession that would have given them a heads up as to when to expect this coming Messiah, this prince. But it's also likely that from the scriptures that they would have had, they also knew what to bring the king. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but in a typical nativity, the size of the gifts offered to the baby Jesus, they're pretty small. And these wise men are usually shown holding tiny containers that many times can be held in just one hand. And according to an article on BibleStudy.org, it says the assumption portrayed is that it was acceptable to honor the King of Kings with what amounts to handheld samples of precious goods. Yet we find in scripture people like the Queen of Sheba, who also traveled a great distance to honor a king, and she gave Solomon 120 talents of gold. We find that in 2 Chronicles 9.2. The article goes on to say that these magi, their status required they give gifts worthy of the person they were honoring, which in this case was the future king of kings that they came to worship. So the amount of riches brought by them is far more than what is commonly depicted. In the book, The Lost Ten Tribes of Israel Found by Stephen M. Collins, he states this, the magi were not bringing just a few samples of gold. This Parthian delegation was offering tribute money to a king and therefore would more likely have brought a whole train of pack animals loaded with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. In the last episode, I suggested that the Magi probably didn't arrive at the time of the birth. It's likely they either arrived months later or possibly even up to two years later. The description of the child that they saw when they arrived is not the word used for infant, but a young toddler. But we also get another clue from the text, because 40 days after Jesus was born, fulfilling the purification requirement found in Leviticus 12, Mary and Joseph traveled to the Jerusalem temple to present Jesus before God. The trip is only six miles, and his parents make an offering to the temple of two young birds. If you go back into Leviticus 12, two birds are the offering option given to those who can't afford the regular offering. It's an option for poor people. And if the wise men had been at the birth giving gifts, Joseph and Mary would not have qualified for the two bird option. 
As we suggested before, it likely wasn't three wise men. One tradition says it was probably more like 12. And I've heard guesses that range from 25 to 50. So we don't really know how many wise men came, but this was a big event and the gifts would have reflected it. Beyond the book of Daniel, these wise men coming from their history likely also had the book of Isaiah, the prophet, because it's Isaiah that writes at the time of the captivity. But he foretells of a time when nations will come bearing gold and frankincense. It's in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 6, that talks about people coming from all over and bringing gold and frankincense, and they will bear good news of the praises of the Lord. But it's only gold and frankincense that's mentioned in Isaiah 60. So why would it be that the wise men also brought myrrh? Well, they understood their scripture well. And if they had the book of Isaiah, they would have also known back in Isaiah chapter 53 that this child that they're bringing the gold and frankincense for would also be born to die for his people. The Gospel of John mentions that myrrh was used for the burial of Jesus' body. And it's likely that the Magi, knowing the future of this young child, also brought myrrh, a gift that would be used at his burial. So while they likely had the book of Daniel and Isaiah, they definitely didn't have the entirety of the Old Testament because it's in Micah that we know that the Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem. And like I mentioned in the last episode, that's why they ended up in Jerusalem, because they didn't have that particular insight. If the Magi possessed a copy of Micah, they would have known where to go. And it's for these Magi that God intervenes after the plans of Herod came to light, and God instructed them to leave another way and not go back through Jerusalem and tell Herod what they had found. Because Herod wants to destroy this child. Jesus is the seed of of the woman that was promised all the way back in Genesis 3.15. And in this story, in the story of the advent, it's Herod who is the seed of the serpent. Herod had very carefully asked the Magi when the star had appeared, and evidently the star had appeared about two years earlier. So it's these Magi, seeing a star, packed up the appropriate gifts that they knew to bring, and headed on their way to welcome the King of Kings. The intro music that I'm using in this Advent series is Jazzy Bells by D. Yankee. And at the end of each of the episodes this week, I'm including some music that goes along with the topic of the day. And as I've mentioned before, sometimes it's our music and our artwork that add characters to the story that aren't mentioned anywhere else. And today is one of those examples. Let's listen to Harry the Cap as he brings us the story of the little drummer boy. Come, they told me, pa-ra-pa-pum-pum, a newborn king to see, pa-ra-pa-pum-pum, our finest gifts to bring, pa-ra-pa-pum-pum, to lay before a king, so to honor him, when we come, baby Jesus, 
Me and my drum, me and my drum. 